Welcome to Here's the Thing, where we talk fitness, lifestyle, human nature, and everything in between. Yo, 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 what's up? What's going on? Happy Monday, y'all. It's time for a new week. Um, We'll see where this podcast goes. Maybe it'll be called HTT, the Monday morning podcast, to try to get you all hyped. Um, If you hear my dog, I am sorry she's got a uh, diaper on because she has big girl status, Aunt Flo's in town, Um, and then uh, she will get spayed very soon after that. Uh, One thing I thought about doing on the podcast, to start it off, maybe, or to end it, or whatever, things I've learned and what I'm doing, because I forgot to tell you guys, I think that I bought some new supplements last week, Genius Mushrooms. That's not an actual mushroom, by the way. Genius Mushrooms is the brand. The Genius brand. Genius Mushrooms. They have, uh, I don't know how to say this one. Cordyceps. 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 It's a mushroom, I guess. Increases oxygen utilization. Now, why would you want to increase oxygen utilization? Because everything in your body works more efficiently. Uh, You'd have a lot more energy. Reishi Mushroom. Calms the spirit. Lion's mane enhances brain function. So my supplement guy, shout out DD Gregory, shout out Head Turner Fitness. Uh, if you're in the Des Moines area, he makes his own supplements. I am a big fan of not trusting gigantic supplement brands anymore. So uh, I'm more of the, uh, some people like to just buy from mom and pop and support local. I'm 100% that way in supplements. And uh, so Look up Head Turner Fitness on Instagram if you need some supplements. Uh, he doesn't have mushrooms yet, but he recommended getting a uh, five, six, or seven mushroom blend. I got a three mushroom blend because I'm retarded, <laughs> but I do feel like uh, it helps a little bit. In fact, I put it on my Snapchat, and a bunch of people were like, hey, I'm taking mushrooms. Do you notice a difference? Um, maybe. I have a really high energy level constantly especially when you pound as much caffeine as I do so you know I look at it almost like um well you guys will understand this reference but I'll explain it anyway like creatine creatine in a lifting world is looked at as a very necessary supplement to build muscle but the reality is is if you take creatine right now every day for the next 10 years or don't it won't make too much of a difference like you wouldn't you wouldn't go oh my god if only i took the creatine over the last 10 years my whole life would be immaculately different same thing with taking these mushrooms uh same thing as with taking like a caffeine supplement like you're giving yourself a little a little boost that's really what it comes down to um but it can't hurt it's mushrooms um if you believe in evolution to any extent we derive a lot from mushrooms genetically and mushrooms are almost like aliens. Octopuses are the real aliens, if you want to look into aliens. Uh, ashwagandha. Ashwagandha, I saw on an Instagram post a long time ago. Um, great for anxiety. You know what? We're going to go to examine.com, where I look up almost everything. If you want to look up anything supplement, anything chemically, anything nutrition, go to examine, E-X-A-M-I-N-E, just like it sounds, .com. Look, we're just going to type in ashwagandha into the search bar, and it's going to give you um, 
search results for nothing if you don't spell it right. So spell it right. And then it's got a, a little synopsis, a little summary. Ashwagandha has been called the king of Ayurvedic herbs. Ayurveda is a branch of medicine originating from India that focuses on um, the ingestion of herbs and other supplements for optimal health. Limited research suggests that it works well for reducing stress and anxiety. That's why I take it. it may also moderately, moderate, modestly enhance strength performance. Wow, didn't know that. Improve glucose metabolism. Didn't know that. Increase testosterone levels. It did not know that. But more research is needed to confirm this. Holy hell. It reduces stress and anxiety. Helps with strength potentially. Uh, glucose metabolism, which basically means you'll be able to utilize uh, carbohydrates better. Uh, increased testosterone. That's insane. That's just ashwagandha, which is a natural root. So I take that personally for st relieving stress and anxiety. Do I feel the effects of that? Uh it's really hard to say, you know, I do feel a little bit different, but the placebo effect of everything is very real, which might be a reason to just buy this shit anyway, because whether it actually does anything or not, ashwagandha was like, I don't know, 10 bucks. These mushrooms are like 30 bucks for, I think a 30 day supply. Uh, as I've told anyone and everyone, and as I will always tell anyone and everyone, supplements are a supplement to a diet that is hopefully, um, if you're not looking at diet in the sense of fat loss, diet can be optimal for energy improvement to just make you feel good throughout the day. So get your diet on track. Unless you're flush with money and you're looking for a place to throw money, then you can get supplements. But if you don't have a ton of extra money, like get your, get your diet and, and workout program on point first. And then you can start buying these supplements. No matter what, though, whether you can afford it or not, it's cheap as shit. Get vitamin D, and that's the supplement you should be on. If there is one supplement you should take for fat loss, if there's one supplement you should take for muscle building, if there's one supplement you should take for health, it's vitamin D. Vitamin D isn't actually going to help you muscle build or fat loss that well. But you should be taking it no matter what, so that's why I'm saying it. What I've learned... Uh, I got an update from my book, Hacking Darwin. So um, it's based on human genetics. And one of the interesting things that I've taken away so far, because a lot, a lot of people that have the fear of the future of the human being and where we're going and how we could potentially be paying, playing God uh, by editing genes and editing humans and making superhumans and whatnot, for that argument, I thought, how interesting the takeaway is we've been playing God for generations already. Earlier humans domesticated wolves into dogs. I think that was somewhere in China they were talking about. Also, so that's playing God to some degree. That's not, even if you believe in evolution, that's not Darwin's evolution. That's not natural selection, interestingly enough. Chickens, we domesticate chickens, wild chickens. Wild chickens apparently lay if I remember correctly, about one actual wild chickens, because the chickens you see, even if they're in the wild, aren't actually the old wild chickens there used to be. But if you went back a couple hundred years, I think he said several hundred years or a thousand years, a wild chicken laid an egg once a month. Well, guess what our earlier uh, human beings did that didn't have science and technology to figure out how could we make these chickens lay more eggs? They would pick the chickens to breed that laid the most eggs. And so... Before science and technology even came about, 
human beings had changed the natural selection evolution process, the Darwinian process of chickens, because we picked the ones that had the best genetics for laying the most eggs. Isn't that interesting? We've been playing God for a lot longer than we could ever imagine. So for those of you that go, I don't want to play God and change uh, you know, the genetics of a human being, we're already changing the genetics of everything. We're changing evolution. We've already been changing evolution for thousands of years. Isn't that fucking wild? Uh, and that's what I've learned most recently that I wanted to take away and share with you guys. But one of the biggest things I was so excited to talk about on the podcast, the Monday motivation. You know, I've always, uh, I guess um, I always wanted to find a, dis- a defining principle of success. What is the real thing that separates the successful from the unsuccessful, the haves from the have-nots, the rich from the poor? And my synopsis over years and years and years of trying to figure this out, the only difference is this, is, are you ready for this? The successful keep learning successful in any way more money more land more 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 of whatever um more happiness uh less issues less problems less negative less whatever um it's from learning learning is what keeps you growing learning is what keeps you alive and if you've heard me say this you're not growing staying stagnant or dying you're growing or dying because the world is always moving So if you're not consistently learning in some degree, whether it's life kicking you in the dick and punching you in the throat or reading a book to learn from other peepers, people, (laughs) peepers, oh man, jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Learning from other people's mistakes. My girlfriend, if she ever hears that, she hates when I say jeepers, creepers. I think my grandma used to say it. I don't know. You just got to keep learning, man. So I wrote down my motivation to learn because a lot of people... Uh, most people don't learn like I do. I like to read. Most people don't like to read. And a lot of people are like, man, I really need to get into reading. I'm like, no, you don't. Most people don't like reading. You you should you should learn. You don't need to read to do that. There's a lot of different ways about it now. But here's why. I am constantly motivated to learn. Because I woke up today, Monday, y'all. It's Monday. I woke up really excited to just accumulate knowledge. I don't even know if I'm going to make a bunch of money today. You know, I'm in a place where... I'm uh, in an unknown scenario financially and how the next several weeks and month are going to go. And I'm just so excited to learn and grow today. And here's why. This is my motivation. Because this is what I wrote down. In 10 years, I'll still be alive, probably. And I'm guessing 39-year-old Brant would like to know more, be smart, and it could benefit me in survival, business, and life itself. Because I'm 29 years old right now. I like where I'm at. But I don't want to be where I'm at when I'm 39. I'd like to be farther. I'd like to be more wise, um, better off. I'd like to be a better husband when I'm a husband down the road. I'd like to be a better father when I'm a father down the road. I'd like to be a better person for myself. I'd like to be a better son. I'd like to accumulate more wealth for my family, for security, for um, education purposes. You know? Um, To teach my kids. And give them a head start. I want to be well-versed in stuff to be able to teach my kids the right thing the right way. I want to teach my kids how to learn. Oh my God. 
How many fucking people in today's world? You know what the problem with some people is? Is you never, you never learned the mechanism of learning. You never learned how to learn. And you're screwed if you can't learn. Because if you can't learn, you can't grow. And if you can't grow, you're either growing or dying. So if you can't grow in this life because you don't know how to learn, what do you think's happening? You're going backwards. You may feel like you're staying in the same spot, but you're not. The world is always going ahead. It's going ahead and it's going fast and it's going without you if you don't know how to learn. Don't you want to teach your kids how to learn? I do. I want to teach my kids how to learn, how to be mentally stable and how to be, period. Because most of us now that have kids or will have kids, we will have kids that are more depressed, that are more anxious, and will ultimately live a a shorter lifespan than us. And that's truth based on current research into lifespan and the fact that millennials are the first generation in humanity to have a lifespan that went backwards. We're actually supposed to die earlier than our parents due to mainly health, uh, the the food that we eat um, and the way that we live. We're, We're literally living shorter lifespans. That's fact. You can go look that one up. I learned that in finance. Like, I think we went backwards on lifespan by a year or two. So if our parents are dying at an average of 78 and 80 years old, we're going to die at 76 and 78. I thought we were supposed to be better with technology. Learning was the problem with that. Learning builds a new perspective. Now, I want you to imagine being a child again and trying to learn something that maybe your parent was trying to teach you or something or an or older friend or whatever or, or sibling. And you only, but because you only have your own perspective so far, because you're a child, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, whatever, you can't look at the situation in two or three or even 20 ways yet. You can only see it how you see it. And because of that, because you're a child, you just don't get it yet. Or maybe you don't get it as fully as you would. But... If I can gain two, three, 20, or 100 different perspectives over my life, I have the ability to process something two, three, 20, or 100 different ways. I love learning about new perspectives because I think I'll be more efficient at doing anything if I can look at a given uh, scenario or a given situation 100 different ways versus one way. Who wins? If you and I are trying to figure something out and you can only see it this one way that you see it and it's just not clicking and I can see it 100 different ways, who figures it out faster, more efficiently and becomes be, is able to implement that in their life and become more optimal faster? And that's always better. That's always better. I, th- I think I'll be more efficient at doing anything if I can look at it 100 different ways versus one way. It's like the person at work or the boss who says, well, we've always done it this way. Well, this way may not be the most efficient and optimal way. And that's at work. Imagine your own life. Imagine the habits you think that are still benefiting you that may not be the most optimal habits that you have. Maybe you're not living the most efficiently in the most efficient ways you can, but because you can't see different perspectives and because you don't take in different accounts, uh, different experiences by learning, by reading, by listening, by observing, by doing and experiencing, that's a good way to learn, then you don't gain more perspectives. And if you don't have a lot more perspectives and different ways to look at things, then you may never figure it out. You may never see the situation for what it is or in an efficient way. You may never see it positively. Because you only see it negatively. 
you know, the flat tire circumstance. When you get a flat tire on the side of the road and the first thing you think is, wow, why did this have to happen right now? Well, if you weren't so short-sighted, maybe as soon as it happened, another perspective could have popped in your head and went, I wonder what would have happened up the road if I didn't pop my tire. What if there was a semi that lost its brakes going out of control, going through an intersection and you an intersection and you would have been T-boned and died. But you don't have that perspective because you're so short, short-sighted that all you say is, oh, now I'm fucking late for work. My whole fucking day's bad and everything's shit. That's because you don't have a lot of perspectives. And that's because you stopped learning, like most people, probably in um, high school or maybe right after college, which I also find insane. What else is insane is happiness. And the perspective on happiness. Why am I not happy? Why can't I be happy? What's going on with the happiness? Well, we just talked about perspective. The idea that you want to be happy is like any other goal. It has to be backed with plans and preparation. Over years and all the time and recently, I have heard multiple people you know, I'm not really happy where I'm at. I'm not really happy in life right now. I'm not really happy right now. I'm not, I don't know what's going to make me happy. Yada, 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 yada. Why am I not happy all the time? Well, do you even prepare yourself for happiness? What the fuck does that mean? Well, a lot of you are asking why you're not happy. Um, why don't you have a Lamborghini? Well, that's because I don't have enough money. Okay, well, why aren't you happy? I don't know. Do you have a plan for what makes you happy? Do you prepare it all to try and be happy? Or are you just fucking waiting for happiness like you're waiting for all these fucking opportunities that are never going to come your way because you're not prepared? Most of us just go willy-nilly through life wondering why happiness is so fleeting. Maybe. It's because most of us never actually actively try to be happy. Here's the thing. You wake up every day and go through life. The end. You repeat. You go to bed and you repeat. And the whole time you're going, why am I not happy? Why am I happy now but I'm not happy often? Why, why am I happy? And then this throws me off course. Do you ever wake up to set yourself to be happy? You know, I was telling uh, somebody not long ago, there's, you know, there's very few days that I wake up really happy but i'm always fucking happy according to everybody why am i happy if i don't wake up that happy what happens do i just have some genetic um abnormality where i can just go god damn it brent be happy oh i'm good no no it's the five daily checklist it's the waking up and doing my three 60 second thoughts of gratitude why i'm grateful i woke up today it's the three to five deep Breaths that I take while meditating and thinking about why I should be happy today. Or, or from a stoic point of view, thinking about all the people who are going to punch you in the throat and kick you in the dick today and knowing it's going to happen anyway can prepare yourself too. So you can prepare yourself for the negativity just as much as the positivity. 
What happens if I win the lottery today? I'm probably going to get really excited. Okay, but I need to keep a cool head about it. Most of you, if you won the lottery, you just run around like a goddamn chicken with your head cut off because you don't prepare for anything. Just like you're not prepared to have that flat tire happen today or anything bad happen today, you're not prepared for happiness to come your way today either or opportunity because you never plan or prepare. What's that? The five P's? Proper preparedness prevents poor performance. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. If you want to have a life that you perform well in, why the fuck aren't you preparing for it? That's the issue. The issue is is you want to be happy, but you don't allow yourself happiness because you don't even fucking work for it. You just, <laughs> as soon as it comes, you know, you're... Your, your significant other wakes up, uh, makes you breakfast, says I love you, and you're like, oh my God, I'm so loved. And then all of a sudden someone cuts you off in traffic, boop, there goes your fucking day. Human beings are all bad. They're all shit. And that's it. Your whole day is gone. It's absolutely insane. Maybe it's because you stopped learning. You stopped learning that you needed that to keep going. Because learning and preparation are basically the same thing, and they go hand in hand in being successful in life. They separate the haves from the have-nots, the successful from the unsuccessful, and the rich from the poor. You stopped learning in high school or college. Here's another thing about college that I really love. And uh, a good buddy of mine, Tex, and I had a Snapchat conversation about this. I really love Snapchatting license plates. And uh, I have a huge pet peeve about custom license plates. And in my state, just like I'm sure every other state, there is a die-hard fanship for the college teams in my state, Iowa. Iowa State and Iowa. And almost everyone who ever went to Iowa or Iowa State University have their customized plates showcasing their love. But here's here's my question for you. Because it's a pet peeve to me because it's bewildering your love for your college. And here's why. Let's just say we're, this example is going to be probably not relevant to you because this is the prime example that of the way college should go and how it doesn't go. Let's say you got a good paying job from the degree you actually did achieve at said college you love which most of you won't and didn't and probably never will get a degree in the field that you actually get a job in the degree you got a field in. You'll be paying so much money, even if you did get that job, to student loans for so long that even with that good paying job that your degree helped you acquire, you'll probably never retire or have any substantial money. So you'll always be worrying about finances. And that's just from personal bias and experience of five years in finance and seeing how detrimental the impact of student loans is and how detrimental four years of college uh, to get a basic job after a, you know, a basic bachelor's degree or whatever, you know, unless you're really going into something specialized, you're really hurting yourself going to college. Even if you get the job, because even if you get the job, like I, I want to say, I read one time the average, you know, college person that gets a job versus the average person, let's say it's an entry level job, they make like $2 an hour or more. That's still not enough to pay your student loans. So it's like you may make $22 an hour and your best friend Sam makes $20 an hour and he didn't go to college. He's making the same amount of money as you, probably more, because you're, you're going to be paying $100, $200, $300 a month for those student loans. Now, 
you got this job, which most of you didn't, because of a degree you got going to spend literally all of your blood, sweat, and energy and in, in tears over four, six, eight years to acquire this job, usually four years, and to acquire 40, 60, 80, $100,000 in student loan debt. So you acquire this job, and here you are, modest, which most of you aren't, frugal, which most of you aren't, uh, saving a lot of your money and not in living a very modest life. Some of that example, those people might actually have a slight chance of retiring. Most of us and most of you, because I didn't actually graduate college, will never actually have the chance to retire. And some of that is in part to the college that you throw and shower your love with. You buy stickers after you, you buy these $20 stickers for your college to put on your car after you already spent $100,000 at that college to put you in a position where you're never even going to be financially in a good spot. That college helped you acquire a job that's going to keep you from raising your kids all day, every day. That's going to keep you from being able to attend their basketball, soccer, and football games. That's going to keep you from maybe even being able to attend important events like graduation or having a kid because you got to work overtime because you never were able, because of that college degree, to get yourself in a best, a better place, in a better position where you had more money so that you didn't have to live life like that. But you... Have a fucking Iowa state license plate that says, Go Cyclones, my college. Even though you can't fit all that on there. I love ISU. And that's what's bewildering. I'm all about loving, showing love for college sports or colleges. I, in fact, I went to a two-year college. I never understood that you needed to go to college, so I didn't try in high school. And granted, I probably may, maybe will never go back just because of the the, the path I'm on. Uh, with life. And if I don't go back, I still wanted to go to a four-year school, but I almost bless, I'm, I almost feel blessed that I didn't. I don't have near the student loan debt that most people have. I make a lot more money than most people with degrees have. You know, especially in today's world, there's a, there's a million ways to make at least as much money getting a four-year degree. So even if you do, now that I'm done bashing on college, and I'm not going to come back and go, I still think you should go to college. Unless you're going to college for something you already know you want to be. You know what? No, back that up. You're 18. You don't fucking know what you want anyway. I'm 29, and I hardly still know what I want. I think it is absurd that kids, you're not an adult at 18. You're a child. You don't know what you want. And you may think you have all of your life figured out, but you're going to be lost as fuck at 21, at 23, at 25. Most of us. I, hell, I was lost until like a year ago. And you know what? I might get lost again. That's okay. But even if you got the degree, even if you did go to college, the thing that's separating you and actually could uh, grant you warranted love towards your college is learning, Con continuously learning. You love your college because it gave you a degree, and then you got out of college, and you just thought, well, I have a bachelor's degree. Doesn't mean you fucking stop. You know what people with doctorates do? Oddly, as soon as they get a doctorate, they keep fucking studying shit and researching stuff. It's funny how much school they went through. I never thought of this before. The, the smartest people are the... 
the people who have the highest achievement in 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 actual academia are usually the ones who end up continuously like that's their job is to keep learning like scientists doctors and all that always reading up on research and shit and constantly learning how funny is that shit most of you guys most like i went to i went to school for computers realized i did not want to be a computer nerd or work with computer nerds got way into fitness and i changed routes and i don't really know where i was going with that but i really think that because i kept learning i'm in the position that i'm in i didn't acquire any degree but had I acquired that two-year degree, that's where I was going. If I acquired that two-year, the AA degree, or even a bachelor's degree, chances are I wouldn't be in a position where I would need to keep learning. Whereas if I would have been in a master's or uh, I wanted to be a physical therapist when I got into fitness. And if I was a physical therapist versus being, let's say, like a personal trainer, as a physical therapist, I feel like I have a, um, a need to get more knowledge because now you're a prominent member of society who people actually do trust and personal trainers people trust as well, but you're not expected to keep up. You're not expected to keep learning. So that's fascinating. That's fascinating that you go to school for 12 years just to keep learning. That, that must be a, a, a defining factor to success that kind of pinpoints and highlights every fucking thing I just said, doesn't it? And validates it. Hell yeah, it does. Because the difference between the haves and the have-nots is learning. Constant growth every single fucking day. Because it's all about survival, folks. It's all about survival. And that is the timer clicking down, showing a red timer on me at Anchor because they get upset when I go over 30 minutes and you're going to get upset if I go over 30 minutes because this is morning, the, the Monday morning podcast. Wow. Well, now I can't call it that. And I need to get you hyped. So I can't do more than 30 minutes. Otherwise you won't want that. I'll catch y'all next week. Go crush it. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. Guys, you can find us at our website where we have a store, a fitness application. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget to check out our blog. Go hit the website up to see all of our programs and guides. We'll see you next week.